0: Columbia, 88.1. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the gold standard on KCOU, the internet stream. Very excited to have you back again this week. As always, we will be covering an Olympic sport. I'm very excited for it. Um, Before we get started, though, for what I think is the third week in a row now, I have a very special guest, but this not to... All my guests are very special to me. They all mean a lot to me. But this guest is special in a different way because... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. This is going to be chaos. Because we do our own... (laughs) We have a, a different show together. We have a podcast. You might have heard me name drop it as often as I possibly can at any chance I get, but it is my co-host Katie Athey. Hello. Katie why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Well my name is Katie. I am originally from Maryland and I am a junior here at the university. Met Kara freshman year. We were sweet mates and then we fell in love and then <laughs> <laughs> the rest <That's>, is history. <laughs> that That's us
0: right there. Um Yeah so we have actually been on something of a little press tour around KCOU oh, the yeah. past couple weeks. Um, if Katie and I haven't hit every show by the end of the month, I'm going to be upset.
1: I'll be surprised. Yeah. Because, I mean...
0: We're everywhere. Yeah,
1: we just keep plugging different states of mind.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, what shows have you been on as of late?
1: As of late, okay, I was on The Overthrow, um, The Unwritten Rule... I'm gonna be on the penalty box tomorrow. I'm on the gold standard right now and Mm -hmm. I will be on Connor's musical roller coaster sometime in October.
0: Lovely. I have recently I also went on the overthrow. I went on penalty box, I think a couple weeks ago. And then I oh I was on Cup of Bro on Friday. That was that that was a lot of fun. Um and then I was on Connor's musical roller coaster. And then I'm going to be on Box to Box. Yeah, I forgot at to say. At some point,
1: I'm on Box to Box next week to plug. Yes, DSOM. Um
0: Our the name of our podcast is Different States of Mind. If you have never heard of it, that's a shame because <laughs> it's so good. Um, our most recent episode is amusement parks. Oh
1: yeah, if you want to hear about Silver Dollar City, Hershey hmm. Park, Kings Dominion, Disney World.
0: Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Basically, the premise of our podcast is that, like Katie said, she's from Maryland. I'm originally from Missouri. And so we just, like, chat about different topics each week Mm -hmm. and how our different upbringings have given us different experiences.
1: And sometimes... It's not much about, like, our upbringings, Mm -hmm. but we just have different opinions. Yes. That different states of mind. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we agree on things.
0: Yeah, sometimes, like, one thing we agree on is that Aaron Rodgers and Shailene Woodley are a weird couple, and last night we thought that they had broken up, but we found out that that's not the case. No. I was worried for a second. I was
1: really worried. First thing that comes up is their separation. hmm I was like,
0: what are we going to talk about on the podcast anymore? I have no have idea. Have to cancel the whole thing. Yeah. We're done. It's over. No, we made that joke one time, and people took it seriously. So we're not- It's not. Please not give it a, a listen. And we're not the
1: podcast. You can listen on Spotify and on Apple. Mm-hmm.
0: And I think anywhere you listen to podcasts, but our two main platforms are Spotify and Apple. Mm -hmm. Anyways, um, this show, The Gold Standard, we're going to start off with what I usually start off with. I diverted last week because my guest, Caitlin Allen, she had to peace out pretty early last week. So um, we're going to start off with the figure skating segment and... There was a big old competition in figure skating this past weekend. It was the Finlandia Trophy in Espoo, Finland, which made me giggle every time I read it. Um, so, I'm just going to give you a quick, no, probably like a 10 minute recap of what happened. Hopefully it won't be actually that long, because we have a lot of curling to talk about.
1: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of potential curling to talk about.
0: I might not have mentioned what the sport was yet. Uh, my bad. Um, so the figure skating. First off, in the men's competition, last week I talked about my cousin Jason Brown. And <laughs> he's not really my cousin. I'll throw it yes, out he there. Is. He is. But if you're Jack Nolten listening, I'll just tell you he's not. To explain that, my friend Jack... I I made a joke about a Mizzou volleyball player being my cousin, and he believed me. So, I feel like I do have to preface it for him that I'm not really related to Jason Brown. Um, He took first in the men's competition at the Finlandia Trophy, which, go Jason. I did watch part of his free skate because he got fifth in the free skate and still won the competition. So, I was like, what did he do? Um, He... Overall had a score of 262,52, and in his free skate, he had no quads, and he fell during his triple axle. So it was what I would call a very typical Jason Brown skate, because he tries to throw on that triple axle to make himself competitive in the technical score. It's his most difficult jump. He falls on it quite a bit. But the artistry? Spectacular. He pulled everybody in. That's his thing.
1: Can I say something real quick?
0: Yes, of course.
1: I like the comment, no quads, because obviously quads is like a skating term, but I like to imagine that he just has no quads. (laughs) He has no muscles in his legs. Only in his free skate, though, (laughs) he has no quads. So it's really tough for him to compete.
0: (laughs) He he can't be competitive. He has no leg muscles, but only during his free skate. In the short program? Like muscles. Yes. Afterwards, none.
1: <laughs> exactly. Okay, continue.
0: Um, and then from Canada, Keegan Messing took fourth in the men's competition because he didn't land one of his jumps, which is also very typical of Keegan Messing. So I was not surprised by any of the results from the uh, men's competition. In pairs, which every week I say is my least favorite discipline. It wasn't surprising, the results. The world champs of 2021, Mishina and Galliamov of Russia, took first with a total of 227.13. And the U.S. pairs of Kane Gribble and Leduc and Kalalong and Johnson came in third and fourth. Kane Gribble getting that third place spot with a score of 193 and Kalalong and Johnson coming in fourth with 191.89. I did not watch that. Sorry. In ice dance, which I ooh I was ready for. I was ready for this competition, and it wasn't as close as I was expecting it to be. I was expecting a really tight race for the first place spot between Papadakis and Cizeron and Chalk and Bates. Papadakis and Cizeron of France were absolutely dominant in the competition. They came in first with a score of two seventeen fifty four. And Chalk and Bates did take that second-place spot. They had a score of 208-31. But if you're looking at the U.S. competition that will take place later, we can compare scores between the leading couples of Chalk and Bates and Hubble and Donahue. Um, like I said, Chalk and Bates had a two hundred eight thirty one at the Finlandia Trophy and earlier this season at the U.S. International Figure Skating Championships. um, Hubbell and Donahue had a score of 207.30, so like exactly a point behind what Chalk and Bates scored. So that is looking to be the close competition that it always is. So that's something to look forward to come the U.S. championships in January that are taking place in Nashville. And then <laughs> my note for the women's is uh, Russia does what Russia do, because Russia did what Russia does. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Russia uh, does what Russia... Ru- 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 <laughs> yes. The tongue twister.
0: Yes, it is. Um, so, in the ladies figure skating, Russia swept the podium as as they do. It's typical of them. Newcomer Camilla Valieva was the winner of the women's part of the competition, and she won the World Junior Championships in 2020, and in this competition... A, I watched her free skate, and I will just say I don't think anyone can beat her. Maybe Anna Shervikova, who is also from Russia, maybe. But uh, Valieva landed a quad sal, a quad toe triple toe combo, a quad toe Euler triple sal combo, and then she also received pretty high component marks which is interesting because usually with these young russians that come right off of the junior circuit they are not as good in the component score i will say i think a lot of that came from her skating skills and not the interpretation of the music because she had kind of that like young russian look to her of like very focused on landing all of these impressive technical elements without really like getting into the music and performing with a lot of artistry. Uh, She also did perform a lot of her jumps with her hands over her head, which shifts her center of gravity and gets higher grade of execution. So, But if there was one thing that I could say she didn't do well, is she fell during her triple axel, so her score could have been even higher. I mean, if she's competing like this all season, it's going to be brutal for anybody else who wants gold. In that second-place spot was Elizaveta Tuktamsheva. No, that's not how you say it, but that's how I'm going to say it. She is one of the older Russian ladies that is still competing. I think she's like 25, but she's older for the Russians. And she had a score of 233-30. And then in that third-place spot was the 2020 European champion, Elena Koster Naya, she scored two eighteen eighty three. And then Karen Chin got sixth place. And she had a score of two oh two forty nine, which for US women's that's like a it's a pretty good score. That would probably land her on a podium at a US event. But when you're competing against the Russians, sadly that's just not gonna cut it. Um and it was just over four points less than her personal best. So, honestly, a good, a good competition for Karen Chin, even though she didn't get on the podium. And the last skater I will talk about from the competition is Amber Glenn. I talked about her a little bit on my Cup of Bro debut the other day because our friend Chase, he is from Plano, Texas, where Amber Glenn is also from. And he knew Amber Glenn's sister, so that's just very interesting to me. But she took 10th place in the competition. She had a score of 183.46, which is kind of typical Amber Glenn fashion, but not what she did at the US championships in 2021. I was kind of hoping for a little more from her. But again, I think the scores for the US women look worse because when you're comparing them to these massive scores that the Russian ladies are putting up it's just not really comparable but for U.S. women's skating these scores are pretty good like they're they're respectable scores so that was the Finlandia trophy I forgot what the next challenger series event is but I do believe it's taking place this weekend and the Grand Prix series starts very soon and that's going to be Very, very fun to talk about because that's going to give us a lot of great looks into what might be coming for us in the 2022 Olympics. But I accidentally mentioned earlier today's sport that we will be covering with my guest Katie is curling. (laughs) Yeah, But before we jump straight into that, we're going to take a quick break And then we're going to dive into the history, the rules, the scoring, all that good good to... (laughs) All that good good. (laughs) All that good good to really have you ready come Beijing 2020. You are listening to The Gold Standard on KCOU, the internet stream.
1: Look at me, busy as a bee. Where'd I get all this energy? Oh, man. Mm, man. I don't sleep and I don't eat But I've got the cleanest house on the street Oh, meth, mm, meth Get these hairs all out of my
0: face Get these bugs all out of my place One more hit, no time to waste Oh, meth, mm, meth
1: Beat it. Just, get it, just get in and talk about it go home. Oh, come on, Carrie. We're going to a new place.
0: she wants to go home, right? Let's go. You okay to drive? Yeah, fine. You sure? Relax.
1: What's a few beers? If you don't stop your friend from drinking and driving, you're as good as Drinking and driving can kill.
0: My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. My training helps me at work when I lead by example. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my community and those I care about safe from threats. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time close to home by visiting NationalGuard.com.
1: Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association and this station. Saving energy saves you money. Whether you switch to Energy Star light bulbs, install Energy Star appliances, or add extra insulation. Learn more at energysavers.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council.
0: Alrighty. Welcome back to yeah, the gold standard on KCOU. The internet stream. We're not we're not quite FM here, but <laughs> we do our best.
1: <laughs> when you're playing tunes like that, I don't know why you're not on the FM. Drops yeah. of Jupiter is an absolute banger.
0: I you know, I do what I can. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um, so like I said. Now we are going to jump into some curling info for you guys. Um, I'm gonna let Katie kind of take the lead on this one because she she pulled through. She did a lot of research for her her appearance today, and I'm impressed. So <laughs> <laughs> thank you, mom. <laughs> You're welcome.
1: <laughs> oh, maybe I should call you mom on the on the internet. <laughs> Ooh.
0: Ooh. that's okay. <laughs> I'll cut it out later.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's our issue. We're used to being able to say Mm -hmm. things and cut it out later, but this is live, so we got to pull it together. I got to pull it together.
0: We're not, uh, we weren't ready for a live (laughs) situation.
1: (laughs) We should go on tour. (laughs) We should have a DSOM tour.
0: Yeah, I agree. We'll work it out later. (laughs) Curling! (laughs) Yes, ma'am. All right, so we're just going to jump right in to the history. Katie, would you like to give us a little of that?
1: Yes, so just a fun thing about curling, <laughs> it's a granite stone traveling over ice if you've never seen before, and because of the noise that that makes, it's been called the Roarin' Game before, and no G in Warren, R-O-A-R-I-N Game, Roarin'. but the exact origins are actually unclear, but it is thought to be one of the oldest sports. Paintings by a 16th century Flemish artist, Peter Bruegel, portrayed an active an activity similar to curling um, that was played on frozen ponds. But the first written evidence appeared in Latin when a guy from Scotland, his name was John McQuinn, he <laughs> recorded in his protocol book that he had a challenge or that there was a challenge between a monk named John Sclater and <laughs> Gavin Hamilton, <laughs> a representative of the abbot. The report indicated that Sclater threw a stone along the ice three times and asserted that he was ready that he was <laughs> ready for the agreed contest. So this is kind of what mm-hmm. they thought was the original curling match. I gotcha. And it originated in Scotland. I found a lot of Scotland's definitely the roots. Okay. It's, so it's Scottish. It is Scottish. Gotcha. Gotcha. Because then it wasn't, it was like recorded in the 19th century in Scotland, but mm-hmm. there was a lot of, it didn't get actually, I guess, initiated as a sport until 1957. Um,. And so they that, were
0: just goofing around. They for a were while. just silly.
1: They were, they were just going on the pond, throwing stones. <laughs> Th-
0: throwing rocks. Throwing skipping the, stones. How did it not break the ice is my question. Right? They were on ice, yeah.
1: Well, how did how do people skate on ponds and not fall through?
0: Well, I feel it's like frozen. That's, how big are the rocks at the-
1: <laughs> I wasn't I, there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you weren't there in the, the 19th <laughs> century Scotland?
1: a previous version of me was
0: Mm, that makes sense
1: (laughs) (laughs) I am I am Gavin Hamilton (laughs) Katie invented curling I did Um, but it where um, no progress was documented until 1959 Scotland and Canada reached a major milestone by launching the Scotch Cup series between their national men's curling champions so both of these countries initiated or not initiated but i guess came together and they were like we've been playing curling and we wanted to be recognized or internationally recognized so then they came up with the scotch cup Mm
0: -hmm. see where i'm confused and i have some tea i guess with the olympic website is it said that this that curling originated in the Not like was formed in the Olympics, but that it was first played in the Olympics in our good old Chamonix, which all of them have said. But mm, was it? (laughs) Because according to Katie's notes, which I'm not saying I think your notes are wrong. I think the Olympic website might be leading me astray week to week.
1: My site I'm citing the worldcurling.org.
0: Yeah, so I'm kind of I'll buy into world curling before I'll buy into the Olympics. Sorry. Um, because it says that in nineteen fifty-seven they can err to consider the formation of an international organization which would be required in order to apply for Olympic medal status. So they didn't have Olympic medal status before, like, the 1960s. So um, at the Olympics, huh? I don't – did it really originate in Chamonix? Or did the Olympics just originate in Chamonix? Because they've all said that. I'm not saying this to you. <laughs> I, trust I don't know. <laughs> <you>. <laughs> I trust your research. I, I'm i just now thinking out loud, basically, because I, I'm a little bit confused. But that's Okay. I'll just live in my confusion. But I believe Katie's research from the International Curling Association. Is that what it is?
1: Uh, worldcurling.org, which is the World Curling Federation. Uh, oh, they're a federation. They are a federation. Um, they were once um, the International Curling Federation, but now they're the world. They changed in 1990. I don't think it's that important, but. Mm -hmm.
0: What's the the difference? And now, is it now just.
1: It literally just says the International Curling Federation becomes the World Curling Federation.
0: Fair enough. So, yeah, that's a little bit of the history of curling and also my own pondering of when it might have originated in the Olympics. But now let's jump into the rule. Oh, wait, I realized I goofed. Because usually the first thing I do when we intro a sport and I have a guest is I ask you, Hey Katie, why'd you want to do curling?
1: <laughs> well, Kara, um my dad really liked well, so it's kind of a convoluted story explanation, if you will, but I guess it was in twenty eighteen, I'm assuming. I think that's when this started. I'm not positive. But my dad and two of his good friends, Bob Smith and Jay Shill, shout out, Um, (laughs) they'll probably never hear this, (laughs) Um, but they all randomly started watching curling. I may be wrong with this story, but they got t-shirts and decided they were going to be very big curling fans in the 2018 Olympics. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when you told me that you were doing a show about Winter Olympic sports, I think when I was actually deciding what um, sport I wanted to come on for, my dad was in town, and he was like, "You have to do curling." Yeah. And so, kind of for my dad, shout out if you're listening, Dad. Um, <laughs> but that's I don't have I never curled. <laughs> you, you've I, never. I, I don't you know never, how to curl <laughs> except
0: in your past life. Oh
1: yes, when I was Gavin.
0: Yes. <laughs> um. Yeah. Were you one of the people who were um competing to talk about snowboarding?
1: I definitely wanted to talk about snowboarding just because I love Sean White. Mm -hmm. But I was told, no, Katie.
0: Yeah, a couple couple people were mad at me because they were told no because one of my other friends right away was like, I'm doing snowboarding. And I was like, okay. And then apparently everyone wanted to talk about snowboarding. So that was my mistake. (laughs) But yeah, no, Katie was super excited to do curling. So I was like, bring her on. Bring her in. We're ready. (laughs) Bring her in. We're ready for her. Um, So, yeah. So now we can talk a little bit about the rules and scoring of curling, which I was watching, like, a recap of curling in the 2018 Olympics, and I don't think I really watched curling then because I was watching, and I was so confused. (laughs) I was like, I don't understand what's happening So, this will be a learning experience for me, too.
1: (laughs) So, Katie, you want to jump into that? Yeah, of course. Um, So, matches are usually ten ends long, and ends is kind of like a fancy word for innings, for, like, baseball. Um, And normally, there are four players per team, and obviously, it's one team versus another team. Um, And then, in each end, the four players on both teams alternate throwing stones, So the lead throws first, then the second, then the third, or they could also be called the vice skip, and then finally the skip, which you may be wondering, what the heck is a skip? (laughs) The skip is the most important player on the team. The skip not only throws the last stone in an end, which often determines the scoring, but also directs the overall strategy. So they're kind of like the commander, the captain, if you will. Um... But to execute a shot, a curler pushes a foot off the hack. A hack is a piece of rubber um, akin to a starting (laughs) block. The curler then slides across the ice or sheet to the hog line (laughs) and must release the stone before it touches the line. The stone then heads for the house, and that is the area with four um concentric circles on the other side of the sheet that loosely resembles a dartboard so a lot of people kind of associate uh shuffleboard with curling
0: yeah I can see that
1: yeah so if you know what shuffleboards look like picture it (laughs) I got it get a nice mental image there Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah. And then I guess like the other side. So you know, like you're you're going from one end to another and you throw your stone.
0: And yeah. Yeah. And but it's like shuffleboard?
1: But it has like the The circle. The yeah, the circles. The, what the, what house. It call it? the house. The house.
0: The house. The house. Of course. The house.
1: Of course. And then only one team can score during a curling end. So the team with the most stones closest to the curling bullseye, or as they like to call it, the button mm-hmm. is awarded points. So if after 16 stones are thrown, Team A has a stone right on the button and Team B has a stone a few feet off of the button, Team A scores a point. Mm -hmm. If Team A had one stone on the button and a stone a few feet off the button, while Team B had a stone on the outer edge of the house, Team A scores two points. Okay. The team that fails to score in the end... (laughs) <laughs> gets the hammer. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> or the advantage of throwing the last stone, which that part kind of confuses me. Because why does the team that they fail to score is that kind of like a here we'll give you a little. You
0: guys need help. Yeah. here have, have the, the hammer. hammer.
1: <laughs> If no stones remain in the house after an end, then no points are awarded. And the team with the hammer and if the team with the hammer wait. The team with mm-hmm. the hammer in a scoreless or blank end. So, if the team got the hammer but then no one scores, the hammer in the end in the subsequent end, the team with the most points after 10 ends wins the match. All right. So that's a lot of it's also I feel like this is a interesting sport to try to try to talk through.
0: Yeah. It's really like complicated. hmm Yes. It's not as straightforward as mm, say ski jump. <laughs> where they're Sorry. jumping on skis. Um <laughs> I was looking up like we'll get into this later, but there's like a curling competition that's going on right now. And I was looking up like what has happened so far and on the scoring, I was so confused. I was like, I don't understand this. But then beside, like, one of the teams, there was a picture of a hammer. And I was trying to figure out what it meant. And I just thought it was, oh, like, an indication have. that that team won. But that was not the case, apparently.
1: No. So, I, the part that is, I will admit, confuses me, is the hammer. Because yeah, is it literally just, like, if the team's doing so bad, they get... But, like, do you – because I'm confused of what happens if you have the hammer and then still scoreless. Is it, like – Because then, like, that seems unfair if a team was kind of given, like, an extra help. Like, they wouldn't get mm -hmm. points if both teams are scoreless, right? Like, they wouldn't get anything good from the hammer, would Mm -hmm. they?
0: I think what I'm understanding from this is that, like – So, there's the ends, but, like, so – At the end of an end, you know, Mm -hmm. the team that like didn't win, Mm -hmm. they get to throw first in the next end. Is that correct? Yes, and that
1: is the hammer.
0: So that's like, so that's just they they
1: wouldn't give them any points. It just lets them throw first. Yeah, so that
0: gives them an advantage because they lost. The one. Oh, and it's just saying,
1: and it's saying, okay, I understand, and it's saying that like if no points are scored in that, then the team that had the hammer before has it still. Like I think you keep the hammer.
0: What if nobody scores on the first end?
1: (laughs) They They throw the whole game away. (laughs) They're like, we got to start over. (laughs) That it's done. the The World Curling Federation. ends (laughs) ends <laughs> you,
0: they, they shut, shut it the, down they shut the whole sport down they're like yeah it was a good run you know since the 1500s or whatever we're we're
1: out yeah um yeah oh but then also so I'm I do want to add in that okay. there are like the brooms because you don't you're not just throwing a stone and watching it glide like oh yeah never seen curling you they, they have these brooms and after a curler throws a stone The teammate will start sweeping the ice in front of the stone as it glides down the ice. And why is this? Well, physics, of course. (laughs) I don't know the exact physics, but it's just Mm -hmm. about that friction. (laughs) Yeah. And the way that the stone. So they're trying to. That's how they control it.
0: Yeah. Okay. So when I was watching it, you might not know the answer to this, and that's fine. But do they use the brooms? Like you said. Okay. Like, do they sweep where they want the stone to go or do they sweep in front of the stone to get it to go further?
1: Um, it's the sweeping warms the ice so the it reduces friction so the stone is then able to travel further and straighter.
0: Okay, so, so it's about going further.
1: Yeah, and I like gotcha. you want to try to keep I'm assuming that when you practice throwing you're trying cuz the bull's is like right in the middle obviously. Mm-hmm. You're trying to throw it very straight but then you need the broom so that um, it doesn't just start gliding all over the place.
0: I gotcha. That makes sense. Um, also, when I was watching, so the person who's throwing, they like slide along the ice, right? Yes. <laughs> Okay. That is correct. Yeah, because I was watching it, and I was like, why are they sliding with it? Because <laughs> it's like they throw it, and then they're just, like, gliding after it. And I was like, okay, get it, I guess.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, but so those were the basic. I mean, I feel like it's one of those sports that if you watch it once mm-hmm. or twice, it'll definitely make more sense. Because it's not. The scoring The scoring seems to make like sense to me. Yeah. That it's just a point i like how it's it's just a point (laughs) it's not like you could get a possible like four points if you get a bullseye or like something random like that like it is just simple one team will get Mm -hmm. a point one team won't but
0: is it a point for each no okay wait is it a point for each one that gets on the house or button or whatever or is it a like, do you get multiple points if you have like more? And I know you said something about that earlier, but yeah. I can't remember. Um,
1: so it seems like if you get it in the house, um, and like if you have two that are closer than the other team would, you mm-hmm. would get two points.
0: Okay, so it it's not just like whoever has more in that gets one point. It's you can get multiple points in an end.
1: Yes. Okay and i think that also depends on the proximity of the other of the other team's stone.
0: Okay. That in the house. That kind of makes sense. I'm thinking of it Now you said shuffleboard, but for the scoring i'm thinking of it along like cornhole lines. Okay. Of like, you know, if you get a couple of the the bags on there, like whoever yes, cancels has out. more bags, like that gets the point. Yeah. I Okay. I don't know if that's Super correct, but that's how I'm gonna think of it.
1: I think that's a great explanation. Okay,
0: thank you. Um so yeah, that's the rules. Hope that helped. It helped me. So
1: I'm I'm ready. I feel like a crowing expert now and I'm ready to take on 2022. Oh
0: absolutely. But before we really talk about twenty twenty two, let's take a look back. At 2018 mm-hmm. in Pyeongchang. Yes. So in 2018, they introduced mixed doubles into curling, which is kind of interesting. So Katie, what's different about mixed doubles competition compared to the other ones?
1: So if you remember me saying, there are usually 10 N's in regular <laughs> competitions and then um but in mixed doubles it's going to be eight instead and then instead of a a team of four players it's going to be a team of two players and it's a boy and a girl so that's the mixed aspect and the doubles aspect
0: (laughs) (laughs) that one makes sense um so who won the medals in the mixed competition
1: in the mixed competition, we saw uh, Canada win gold. Oh, I probably should have started backwards to really build up to it. Yeah, um, that's okay. Next time. So I'm actually going to say it. No, that's going to be confusing. Um, and then with silver, we saw Switzerland. And then bronze, we saw Norway. And then the actual people, um, Canada had Caitlin Laws and John Morris. Switzerland had Jenny Perret and Martin Rios. And Norway, is that what I said? Did I say Norway? Yes, I did. (laughs) Norway had Kristen Skalazan Mm -hmm. and Magnus, which is an awesome name, Mm -hmm. Nedregatan. Magnus is really cool. Yeah. I like that name.
0: I think Katie is just now realizing the pain I go through every week.
1: I've never thought that (laughs) you were unjustified.
0: no. That's okay, but now you're really experiencing it, Mm -hmm. of trying to pronounce names based on just reading them and them being foreign names. It's tough sometimes. It's tough out here. But that's okay. We do our best. Mm -hmm. Um, So then in men's competition, that was a big one for Team USA, was it not?
1: It was. USA.
0: (laughs) Uh, Did you watch that at all? No. (laughs) No. Me neither. Okay,
1: (laughs) I think my dad did.
0: Oh yeah, that makes sense.
1: Yeah, they were Um, excited.
0: I do remember at the time, like I remember hearing about like the men's curling winning, and everybody was super hyped about it. And I was like, "Yes, men's curling, Mm -hmm. go!" But I was watching a recap video, and it said that that was our first goal. Not sorry, Team USA's. We all know I'm biased towards Team USA here because I'm from the United States. <laughs> is Very that why sorry. you're saying,
1: you're sorry for saying our?
0: Yes. That is why I'm saying that. But I I am of the United States, so <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. You
1: are the United I'm, States.
0: I'm USA. Mm-hmm. I am Team USA. Um, <laughs> anyways, so I it said that that was Team USA's first gold medal in men's curling, which... There was a couple, like, first gold medals for the U.S. at the 2018 um, Olympics. So that's that's kind of swag, if I do say so myself.
1: Kind of baller. Yeah, we love that.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, then the silver went to Sweden, and the bronze went to Switzerland. And then in the women's competition, the U.S. didn't have quite so much luck, as they did not medal Katie, would you like to tell us who did?
1: Yes, I would. So we got gold, Sweden, as we. I feel like Sweden is definitely a curling powerhouse.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Because their origins.
0: They got a lot of ice.
1: They do. Um, <laughs> silver was South Korea. Um, and then bronze was Japan. So.
0: Very nice. I also, in my recap video, I was watching, saw that. Yeah, it was kind of disappointing for South Korea. They lost on home ice in the gold medal match. So, kind of disappointing. It's tough to lose at home, but, you know, they
1: gave it their all. They still got the medal.
0: Anyways. Uh, oh, yes?
1: Uh, no, never mind. I just, I don't know if this this may sound incredibly ignorant, and I'm not. Like, uh-huh. every person on um the silver the silver winning team for south korea their first name is kim no that'd be their last name their last name is kim (laughs) what
0: kim is an extremely popular um last name in south korea
1: are you sure that this is their the way that it's written looks like it's their first name
0: yeah because in asian countries they write their last name first oh well, thank you you're welcome yeah so they're all kim something
1: oh is it interesting that I mean it's a very common last name you said, but I thought it's fun that all of them have the same. I, I do think the entire team. I do
0: think it's funny. Maybe they're
1: <laughs> no. That's going to sound bad.
0: I was going to, but it might not because they could have team camaraderie. I was going to say maybe they were related. Oh,
1: I should I should have looked up more in depth, but did nah, not. It's
0: okay. Um, but yeah, and no, I think that is interesting. Like that, they just all have the same last name. Yeah, that'd be like. If there was a team of Smiths. Yeah, that that would be the... Or Brown. Yeah.
1: You and all your cousins. (laughs) Me and all my
0: cousins were taking on curling Mm -hmm. in 2022. Yes. Um, But we are about to jump right into some Beijing 2022 news for y'all. But before we do that, we got to kick it to another quick break for fun. You are listening to The Gold Standard on KCOU, the internet stream. sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service Ad Council and your state forester.
1: If you love them enough to sit through their favorite boy band with them, then surely you'll check NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to make sure they're correctly buckled in the back seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. All across the nation, we are here for our communities. We're doing our part to get supplies where it's needed in order to fight COVID-19 together. It feels good to be out there to assist our community.
0: I would like our friends and family to know that your National Guardsmen
1: are always ready and always there. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association at this station. Life can be dramatic, but day-to-day relationships aren't always like you see on TV. You can help the young people in your life work through the drama by engaging them in conversations about healthy relationships. Use Connect With Me activity cards to start discussions on this subject and other topics that matter to teens. Visit health.mo.gov connect to access these free cards and resources. A message from the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services.
0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to The Gold Standard on KCOU. That was a little bit of the Beatles. I do intentionally play a Beatles song every week because why not?
1: love the beatles
0: (laughs) yeah katie's a big fan yes um kind of i was like what's what the beatles song should i play today and then i was like it's raining well it was raining but then it was sunny so i think it's yeah yeah so i'll play here comes the sun yeah because the sun came out
1: Mm -hmm. yeah what a great thought, Kara.
0: Thank you so much. I I'm really trying my hey, best. You do you
1: do such a good job. I'm so proud of you.
0: I'm gonna cry. Thank you. <laughs> so Beijing <laughs> <laughs> Beijing twenty twenty two. Um yes, curling. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry.
1: Um, She's in a silly goofy <laughs> mood. Don't mind her. I
0: really am. I have to wake up so early on these Monday mornings. <laughs> And so does Katie. So, really, a fun time for us both.
1: Yes, and Kara had a sad night.
0: Oh, I did. Really quick, I will mention, my two favorite NFL teams played each other last night, the Bills and the Chiefs, and I was hoping for a nice close game. Chiefs just pull it out. I get a ton of fantasy points from it, though. I didn't get what I... Oh, I did get a ton of fantasy points. I did. I won my fantasy game because the Bills... Josh Allen, specifically, mm-hmm. played very well. However, the Chiefs now look like they are going to have a tough time trying to make the playoffs later this year. So uh, I, I was very upset.
1: If you want to hear more football tangents like that, <laughs> check out Different States of Mind, our podcast.
0: You can listen to it anywhere you <laughs> listen to podcasts.
1: Anyways, back to curling.
0: Curling. Um, so we actually, we picked kind of a perfect time to talk about curling because as we speak, the first ever pre Olympic qualification event for curling is taking place. It is taking place in Turkey from October 5th to the 15th. There are 16 mixed doubles teams, 10 women's teams and 17 men's teams. They're competing for the last remaining places in the Olympic qualification tournament. So that is why it's pre-Olympic qualification. So they'd have to pass through two tournaments to make it to the Olympics. A difficult task. <laughs> um, that, the Olympic qualification tournament is set to take place in December in the Netherlands... And at that, the final three men's teams, final three women's teams, and final two mixed teams will join the teams that have already qualified for Beijing. What I found interesting about this tournament, and also got very sad very quickly, was one of like the main storylines that I could find for this pre-Olympic qualification event was that for a couple of the spots, the mixed and men's teams from Nigeria, they were looking to qualify through this tournament. And they practice, from what I gathered, on like a concrete floor because they don't have ice to practice on. However, so I'm like, I'm invested in this story, yeah, right? Because yeah. they train, they're trying to go to the Olympics. They don't have ice. They're trying to go for curling. They could have become the first curling team from africa africa to compete in the olympics it would have been such a good story however when you don't have ice to compete on for curling and you also don't have a history of curling things are tough and i don't think based on what i researched they won a single game oh in, in the tournament they're already eliminated um, they did not make it to bracket play. They, I think, they lost every game of their round robin. I was confused because they put hammers next to the names, and I didn't know what that meant. But I'm pretty sure um, that Nigeria did lose everything.
1: There are tears in my eyes right now. Yeah, I was that is so the saddest. saddest.
0: <laughs> but that was a mixed. The men's competition hasn't started, so they do have a chance dude
1: i'm all nigeria I, <laughs> i'm i going to turkey to cheer them on mm-hmm, right now
0: <laughs> i love a an underdog story like this great storyline they don't have ice
1: <laughs> it's an ice sport <laughs> that makes me so sad because it's like they don't have ice but they're they're doing everything because uh-huh. they wanted to qualify <laughs> and they just they got
0: swept the mixed team did so we're rooting for Nigeria's men team to make some waves in yeah. that men's tournament um, However, if they're like the mixed up du- mixed doubles team it's it's not looking great.
1: Maybe everyone else will just do really, really bad we
0: can we can hope yeah yeah no no offense to the other countries, but we're here for this underdog story. Oh
1: one thousand percent honestly. This is maybe a hot take, but I'd rather see Nigeria than the U.S. Even though we're the reigning gold, (laughs) gold champions. You know, I
0: I could handle a Nigeria U.S. gold medal match. Yes, that would be you know the reigning champs versus the underdogs. The under,
1: come on now, that's a movie. Ice Disney, (laughs) you better be watching to see if this is happening because Mm -hmm. I know you'll want to make a movie about it. If (laughs) yeah, if this. Oh, if
0: they qualify to the Olympics, Disney, I I feel that that's your your domain. Mm-hmm. I mean, we saw what you did with Miracle. We know you like the underdogs. Mm-hmm. So, get on that. Um, but there are some teams that have already qualified for Beijing. Um, six men's and six women's teams have already qualified based on the results of the 2021 World Curling Championships. Um, And then also seven mixed teams have qualified via the mixed doubles tournament that happened in May of this year. And China automatically receives a qualification spot in all three disciplines as they are the host country. Is
1: that in every Olympic sport? I don't
0: know. That's interesting. Yeah. I, uh, I actually, I don't know the answer to that. I will be honest. But it did say that on the olympic website that in curling they do automatically qualify because they are the host country interesting so yeah interesting but they they did they did that so the teams in the women's that have qualified are switzerland the russia what is it russian, russian olympic, olympic committee, committee yeah. yeah not russia Rock. wink um <laughs> The United States, Sweden, Denmark, Canada, and the People's Republic of China, who got that automatic qualification. In the men's, it is Sweden, Great Britain, Switzerland, Rock, Canada, United States, and China. And then, in what I assume is mixed doubles, but I didn't put it, but I've already said the other events... The qualifications so far are Great Britain, Norway, Sweden, Canada, Italy, Switzerland, Czech Republic, and China.
1: So I see that Great Britain, okay, I'm trying to see which um, teams qualified already, like country-wise, and what if the same country hasn't qualified for all three, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because...
0: Are there any that did qualify for all three? Canada?
1: Well, I mean China automatically. Well, yeah. Um... Sweden? Switzerland. Sweden. Okay. Switzerland. So the U.S. has did not qualify for mixed yet. Correct? Right. Uh, Great Britain did not qualify for women's. And then the Czech Republic only qualified for mixed.
0: Yeah. I wonder why the U.S. isn't good at mixed doubles.
1: Because... I remember seeing a mixed doubles take place when I was watching the Olympics, but it was very brief. Of the
0: United States, yeah,
1: oh. yeah, that's what I mean. Like I, re- I remember last 2018 oh. seeing that. So we were at that one.
0: So we went. We ju- we didn't. We didn't win. do it.
1: We didn't do it a, a mm. good job. We did a bad job. Shucks.
0: Um, yeah. So maybe we'll get in there via that qualifier event that's happening in december we'd love to see it as team usa fans but what
1: we'd love to see more is nigeria, nigeria. getting in
0: come on nigeria come on. get that men's spot we believe in you mm-hmm.
1: well you you'll get a sponsorship from different states of mind <laughs>
0: yeah actually yeah we'll put our podcast name on their like shirts mm-hmm. for the competition yeah i think that'd be really cool. that'll cute. help them out yeah for sure um they also i will say have the backing of the gold standard too so all of the shows here i'm gonna speak for everybody apparently Mm -hmm. no i'll just speak for my shows all of my shows will back nigeria in men's curling (laughs) um so yeah katie who do you think let's just throw our predictions out there who wins each event
1: each event okay yes Nigeria, all three, Sweden, <laughs> even though they didn't qualify for no, I'm joking. Um okay, so I'm gonna say um, I don't know if the US is gonna go back to back okay. for gold. I could see a US uh bronze or silver for men, sorry. Respect. But I think that I honestly think Sweden's gonna come come ready, ready to win. Mm-hmm. And I think they're gonna take the men. But for women, I'm actually not going to give it to Sweden, even though they were the gold-winning team in 2018. Yes, So for women, I'm going to go with Denmark. Okay. And then for mixed, I'd like to see the Czech Republic.
0: Okay. Mad respect. Like what I'm seeing.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Um... I'm going to say, I think we're going to, we're going to see some back-to-back champs in a couple of these, I think. I'm going to give Sweden, the women's, because they're, they're a powerhouse in women's curling. I think they qualified for the gold medal match in like the past four or five Olympics. So I really see them keeping up their streak. Um, In men's, I'm going to pick with my heart and I'm going to say the United States, we get, we also go, I'm Team USA goes back to back. Um, and then for mixed, I'm, hmm, I'm going to either give it, I'm going to give you my gold medal match. And my gold medal match is Norway and Canada. I'm, I, mm, who won? Who won in a, oh, Canada did? Then I'm going to say Norway because I don't want to. I don't want to pick everybody to Norway go back to Norway got pack. the
1: bronze. Yeah. So they could very easily.
0: Perfect. So Norway, they avenge
1: they avenge themselves. I definitely don't see uh, the Olympics, or <laughs> not the Olympics, uh, curling as the same type of sport as, like, gymnastics or things like that, where you age out very fast. I feel mm-hmm. like it'll be a lot of the same competitors.
0: Yeah, it seems like something you could do for some time, for sure. Mm-hmm. But... Any any last thoughts on curling?
1: I mean, just know when you're watching it that the team with the hammer, they're in some deep water, <laughs> deep hot water. <laughs> yeah,
0: they're they're on the comeback trail right there. Yeah. Well, that's going to about wrap it up for us this week on The Gold Standard. Hope you enjoyed this. It was a little taste of what you might get if you listen to different states of mind, comes out usually Fridays, um, and you can listen to it anywhere you listen to podcasts. Yes. So make sure you do that. It's super fun. I will see y'all next week. I'm pretty sure I'm talking about mm, Nordic Biathlon, something like that. I think that's next week. I think, no. I'm talking about Biathlon. I got it confused with the Nordic Combine, and that's... That's my bad.
1: That's embarrassing.
0: Sorry, sorry. I think I'm talking about Biathlon and not Nordic Combine. It'll be a little surprise. It's one of the two. You'll, you'll just be shocked and amazed at whatever I pick. Thank you to my special guest, Katie, for being on the show.
1: Thank you for having me, Miss Cara. Mm-hmm.
0: And make sure to listen to The Gold Standard next week.
1: This is DJ Mega Seg your favorite robot dj only on kcou columbia 88.1 fm static select
0: yeah